uh, is a great time. It's an awesome time. But for a lot of people, it's a difficult time. You know what I'm talking about? It's a difficult time. It's a reminder of a divorce or a lost loved one or, or, or uh, some circumstance in our life that maybe wasn't the same. And so our theme all uh, Christmas season long has been Miracle on 34th Street. Amen. Miracle on 34th Street. And we've been celebrating the great miracle that God did in Mary's life and ultimately in our lives. Amen. What a miracle. God sent his son into this world. And so sometimes during the holiday season, we're looking for these miracles and and, uh, we're looking for these big, giant, awesome things. I love Zoe's book that she wrote. I mean, that's a miracle. Amen. Isn't that fun? And, 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 and God does that kind of stuff. But sometimes uh, miracles don't manifest the way we think they should or the, think they, uh, think the, the way things should work out. And so if you're like me, I'm looking for a miracle anywhere I can get a miracle. I want a miracle. And I love what Zoe said in her book. It's not something that science can explain. It's not something that you can wrap your natural mind around. It is an act of divine inter- intervention from God himself. Amen? That is a miracle. Well, I have received a miracle this holiday season that I think every single person in here will be able to identify with. How many of y'all want to hear my miracle? Y'all want to hear my miracle? Did those ladies do a good job? Yeah. What an awesome awesome dance. So I was at HEB the other day and, and, and HEB is a great place for miracles. Amen. It's a great place for miracles. And, and I was at HEB the other day and, and, uh, I go to HEB a lot, right? Go to HEB all the time. Rachel calls me up way home from work. Hey, stop by and get right. And uh, yogurt. Yes. We eat a lot of yogurt in the house. We have to budget in yogurt. And so so uh, I, I stopped by H-E-B and I grabbed a few things. It wasn't even very many things. And, and as, as it happens too often in H-E-B, right? And Cindy's here. God bless Cindy. She works at H-E-B, right? How, I love H-E-B, right? So get to H-E-B and there's 6 million people there. Like serious, the entire population of Fayette County decided to go to H-E-B at the same time I did. And, and, and there are people with baskets full and pulling other baskets. What are you doing with that much stuff? And so, and, and so they're, they're pulling this stuff, and, and, and I get like my three things, yogurt and cheese, right? And, 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 and I, I go, and, and, and the, 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 the 15 items or less line is all the way back to like the, the ice cream. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all been there like this? I'm talking about a Christmas miracle. Okay, so don't lose me. And, and, and so the, 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 the line is all 15 items or less, and you got like 12 liars in the line. They got at least 30 items in their basket. Can I tell you something? Don't say you're a Christian and go into 15 items or less line, and you got 30 items. You're the worst witness in the world. Count your stuff. Be honest. That line is reserved for those of us that don't have two baskets full of junk. So, I'm feeling better about that little deal now. And so, and and, and right, this, this, I don't know what day it was, but half the town is there and, and, and they should have every line open, but they got three, three, three lines open talking about a Christmas miracle and, and none of the choices are good, Right. 
And if Cindy's there, I'm going to her line because boop, 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 she can rock them through there. But, but Cindy wasn't checking that day and, and uh, I won't use any names. Y'all all know whose line not to go to. <laughs> I won't say any names. Hey, you, everybody knows. And so, but all the lines were backed up and I go and you're just like, forget it. I text Rachel, I'll be home tomorrow with the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm standing there in this line and frustrated. My face is hot because my blood pressure's up and, and I'm just upset, irritated. They should have more checkers and going through all this stuff. And I'm in this line. I'm in this line, and the line is long. The line is deep. There's people in front of me with briskets and turkeys, all kinds of stuff. It's going to take a long time. And, and I hear these words. And when I say these words, you are going to know the kind of miracle I'm talking about. I hear these words. Angelic words from heaven. And here's what the words were. Excuse me, sir. I can get you over here in this line if you want. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know what kind of miracle you're looking for, but I got my Christmas miracle. The fact that they opened up another line was as good as anything I could have thought of in the moment. Are y'all even with me? A successful trip to H-E-B is not determined by what you buy or what you don't buy. Whether you pay with cash, credit, or a Lone Star card, it don't matter. That does not determine a successful trip to H-E-B. It doesn't matter whether you're black, you're white, or you're brown. Or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor, you're single or you're married. It doesn't matter if you got a criminal record or if you are a preacher or if you're like me in both. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't, none of that matters when you go to HEB. The only thing that matters when you go to HEB is what line you get in. Successful shopping trip is determined by one thing and one thing only. What line you get in. I would like to propose to you that life is not a whole lot different than H-E-B. True success in this life is ultimately determined by what line you're in. And the Christmas story has everything to do with what line you're in. There are only two lines, people. And we're going to talk about those lines today. But before I do, I would like to read our text we've been reading all holiday season. It's out of Luke 134. I'll be reading verse 34 and verse 35. Verse 34, the angel Gabriel has come to Mary and said, you're going to have this baby. His name is going to be Jesus. He's going to rule over his people. And then in verse 34, Mary says this, like most of us probably would have too. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? What I love about the way God answers her in verse 35 is he doesn't just answer how, her question, he answers why as well. 
Have you ever thought about why did Jesus have to be born of a virgin? Why did Jesus have to come into the world the way he did? I see all my EFJ hands going up. See, they're thinkers. Amen? And I know I've got uh, kids in the service, and it's okay. Let them squirm. Let them wiggle. Because this message is for them, because every EFJ kid needs to hear what I'm fixing to say. Right? Every parent of every big kid, preschool, and EFJ kid needs to hear what I'm about to say, because there's only two lines. God didn't just answer Mary's question. Mary says, God, how, how is this going to be? I am a virgin. I cannot have a baby. And if the children weren't in here, we would talk about that because some of y'all need to learn. You keep having them. We can talk about this. We can let you know how it happens. Um, so verse 35, God answers how. The angel answers, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, now he answers, why right here? So the Holy One, born, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You see, up until Jesus came into this world, there was a single line of people. Everybody was in the same line. If I can have my helpers come right over here. And listen to me, I promise you, we're going to be done really quick so we can wiggle and cry, do what you want to do. But I want you to pay attention, young, in between, older. I want you to pay attention because this is the most important part of the Christmas story. Jesus being born of a virgin. You see, and to understand why Jesus had to be born of a virgin, you got to go all the way back to the beginning to a man named Adam. Can I preach the Christmas story today? Yeah. Okay, will, y'all, will y'all help me out? Yeah. you got to go back to a man named Adam, created by God from the dust of the earth, breathe life into him. Adam is given reign and dominion over the garden. He walks in free fellowship with God. But what does Adam do? Adam disobeys God, eats from the tree that God had told him not to eat from, and Adam sins. And then you know what Adam did after he sinned? Him and Eve had a baby. Will you tie him up, please, for me? Him and Eve had a baby. And so Adam was now separated from God, fallen in his nature. He was a bad dude, not, 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 not necessarily by his behavior or the things that he had done, but just because of sin, and that had separated him from God himself. So Adam has a baby, kind of an ugly little Hispanic baby. <laughs> Adam has a baby, and Adam passed on that sinful nature to his son. And do you want to know something? The day Adam's son was born, he was connected by nature to his father's mistake. He was born prepackaged to fail. Pre-programmed, fallen, separated from God. Hadn't even done anything wrong yet. And then you know what he did? He had a baby, and his baby had a baby, and his baby, baby had a baby, and baby, and lots of babies, baby, 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 all the way down to this cute baby right here. (laughs) 
This dude's name was Moses. And Moses was a good guy. He was going to be raised up by God to deliver God's people. But you know what was wrong with Moses? He was in the same line as his great, 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 great granddaddy, Adam. And so they're trying to live up to God's standards. So Moses comes up with the Ten Commandments, the law. God gives it to him. And they say, if we can perform perfectly, then God will accept us. But guess what? He was born imperfect, so he never could measure up no matter how hard he tried. Moses had a baby whose baby had a baby, baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby, right here. And he had this baby right here. And this baby's name was Deviro Giannis Jr. Been a lot of babies from Adam to Deviro. But you know what? It didn't matter what they did. Because see, in between all these guys, there were men that raised up and they were the greatest men that the world has ever seen. Unbelievable men, well-behaved men and women, great people, good people. I mean, people that the world admired, people that are, books are written about and holidays are celebrated for. But you know what? It didn't matter how good or how bad they were because they were in the wrong line. And then that baby had a baby. Go ahead, man. Come on up. The prettiest baby of them all. This isn't really his baby. It's his brother's baby. <laughs> Cause any confusion. Small town. Uh, yeah. And in this line of people, you've got murderers, you've got presidents, you've got kings, you've got rulers, you've got every single person that had ever been born. And it didn't matter how hard they tried. It didn't matter how well they performed. They could not get out of the line that they were in until one day an angel came to a virgin and said, I'm going to put a baby inside of you. I am going to impregnate you and, and, and the reason I'm going to do this, he says in verse 35, is so that that baby can be called the Son of God. Because every single child that had been born up until that time was the son of Adam. Because they came from the father and their mother, and they were the son of Adam. And because of who they were and how they were born, it did not matter. They were in the line of Adam. Isn't that crazy? Have you ever thought about how when you have a child, I have two, two daughters, and they're here today. Did you? Yeah, she's right there. And do you know it breaks my heart to say that they were born steeped in sin? That they were born, yes, they're Colby Hill's daughters, and because they're Colby Hill's daughter, because Colby and Rachel made babies, they were born in the line of Adam. I didn't do anything to cause that. And I can't do anything to keep it from happening. You know, it was funny. I never had to teach my daughters how to lie. Look, Zoe will probably tell us right now that she never lied. Maybe not. Gracie, on the other hand. <laughs> She's like, I lied. 
never had to teach him how to lie. Why? It was because of the nature that was in them. And so every single person, no matter how good, how bad, was tied up in the same line until a man named Jesus, balding, glasses, <laughs> was born of a virgin. Do you know how significant it is that Jesus came born of a virgin? Because the fact that he didn't come like every other human being on the face of the earth meant that God was doing his greatest miracle ever. When Jesus came, the fact that he was born of a virgin meant that he could now have the authority to start a new line. That's good news. That's the gospel of Jesus. And and no matter how glorious it was when that checker came and told me, hey man, I see you're stuck in that sorry line. I can get you over here in this line if you want. God is telling you today, you might be stuck in this line, but he sent his son born of a virgin to start a new line. The firstborn among many brothers that would be born after him. This is what the Christmas story is all about. Jesus started a new thing. His father was not Adam. The seed from Adam, the nature from Adam did not pass through him like it passed through me and you. His nature was straight from God himself. And the scripture says that he grew up and was tempted at every point, yet without sin. Jesus goes through his life not incapable of, 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 of sinning, but choosing every single day, having the right to choose. We don't even have the right to choose, do we? I can't even choose if I'm in that line. But Jesus, born of a virgin, lives a sinless life, dies on the cross, takes my place, takes your place, and now offers that life to every single person who's in this line. You know what Jesus is saying today? Hey, hey, I see you're stuck there in that line. You want to come and join me over here in my new line? And it sounds exciting, doesn't it? It sounds, listen to me, nobody in their right mind would tell that checker at HEB, no ma'am, I think I'm just going to stay right here and wait. No ma'am, I'm just going to suffer right here. I see that woman's uh, brisket was expired. They're just running to get her a new one real quick. I'm just going to stay in this line. I'm just going to sit here with my pocket knife and carve on my wrist for a second. Nobody would do that. But when Jesus offers us a chance in this new line, he says, hey, would you come over here and join me in this line? Listen, kids, are y'all with me? Jane, are you with me? We say, you know what, Jesus, that looks good. Hey, D-Boy, you want to come join me over here in, in this line? Jesus is offering, and, and, and D-Boy says, man, I would love to join you over there in that line. But evidently, the only way to get in this line is to be born of a virgin, to live a perfect and sinless life. Grab me my... To live a perfect and sinless life. And Jesus says, D-boy, you're exactly right. The only way into this line 
is to be born of a virgin and to live a perfect and sinless life. And D-Boy throws his hands up in there and says, count me out. Count me out from day one. I can't do that, God. And Jesus says, I know. I lived that way. And I went and I died on the cross. And if you will accept my sacrifice on behalf of you, if you will truly believe in your heart that 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. See, no matter what D-Boy does, he can't get loose from what he inherited from Adam. But as he hears Jesus call, as he looks at the man born of a virgin, lives a sinless life, he says, okay, God, I can't do it. I'm not born of a virgin. I've messed up. And Jesus says, that's cool. Because by the power of the cross, y'all love this thing. Is this the coolest thing you've ever seen? Cross shears is what I call it. Looks like something off an episode from The Walking Dead. (laughs) Serious. Jesus says, D-boy, that's okay that you weren't born of a virgin. That's okay that you've lived a completely and utterly sinful, failed life because It is not because of anything you've done or are going to do. It is only by what I've done, the power of the cross, that you can be cut free from the power of sin that reigns in you. And now you're free to go and join this new line. How in the world could we not love that Christmas offer? Jesus was born of a virgin to start a new Line. And let me tell you something. Everything that he did during his life, everything that he was, he passed on to us, if we'll allow the power of the cross to cut us free from what Adam passed on to us, a sinful nature. And you know what Jesus does? It says in 1 Peter 2, 4, it says whenever we come to him, that we are partakers of, of Jesus' divine nature. In the second we receive him and allow the power of the cross to cut us free, we are now in a new line with his nature. Now, now what, if, what if Deja messes up and she's bad and she, she doesn't do good? Does that change what line she's in? Just as much as she couldn't get herself out of this line, she can't get herself out of this line. Jesus is not interested in your behavior near as much as he is your birth father. See, we've been giving our daddies too much credit because just as Jesus was called the son of God, you too can be called the son of God. He was never meant to be something that could not be achieved. He was meant to be the firstborn that passed on his nature to every single one of us. That's the gospel. Give them a hand clap. Jesus had to be born of a virgin. He had to be to start a new line. Now, I want to ask you today, what line are you in? 1 Peter 1.23 says that when we are saved, when we come to Christ, when we allow him to cut us free from this life and tie us into our new life, his life, that we become born again of an incorruptible seed a seed that cannot be corrupted. Every man, woman, and child in this room 
has a choice today. And Jesus, I love Christmas time, and it's such a reminder of his birth, and we celebrate it, but we've got to look at why did he do what he did? Why did God send his son the way he sent him? It's so that we could not just have a better life, not so that we could have a fixed-up life, a religious church life, but a transformed life, a completely and totally new nature. That's the Christmas story. That's what Jesus made available.